Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Hey, Jeff. Hey, can you bring me something else to drink? I'm out. And bring some popcorn, too. I'm getting ready for my movies. Oh, yeah, that'll work. I didn't want it in a can, but that'll be okay. That'll be all right. I'm going to sit right here for right now. Until I get everything situated. Hey, can you bring me that, that blanket? You know the blanket I like? Yeah. Um, no, Jeff, not that blanket. You know my Snuggie. The Snuggie. Yeah. Yeah, I just need a Snuggie. I'm getting cold. My feet are getting cold. Yeah, that one. That's my favorite. It's okay. Just throw it up here. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, so, one more thing. I have looked everywhere for that remote, and I can't find it anywhere. Have you, you know where it's at? I don't know where it's at. Oh, right there. You are so good at finding stuff. I looked everywhere, I couldn't find it. Thank you. All right, let's see what's on TV. Let's find a good movie. Rocky. That's good, but let's see if I can find something else. Picnicking, Miss uh, Dennis. That's what Where Jeff would want to watch, but not me. Oh, I'm no, not. Just out by the waterfall, John I'm Wayne. Sorry, never apologize, let's, let's do something else. See if I can find something else. Iron Man. That's pretty good. Why that? But I'm not in the Iron Man mood today. Who the second year man? Football. Will be on Brandon Cooks on no, that No, 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 no. Falcons. Intended for Brandon Cooks. They Coleman. need to work it up this year. Whoa. Yes, this is what I want to watch. Yep. Perfect. I love this part. Listen. Don't cry. Don't cry. Shop girl. Shop girl. Don't cry. It's okay. It's okay. I wanted it to be you. Yes. I wanted it to be you so badly. So badly. I love that. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I got to get, oh, I'm sorry. I got carried away with my TV, and you're out here waiting on me. Let's get started today. You ready? Yes. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rhonda Dolls, and I am the wife to Jeff, who is my wonderful assistant today. He's the lead pastor here. And uh, it's just my delight to bring you the next message in our Family Matters series. Let's start off with this. Men and women are created totally different. Would you agree with me? Totally different. And it's great the way God created them. God created them perfectly in the Garden of Eden. He created Adam and he created Eve. They were totally different, yet they were totally equal. That's what I want you to get. Matter of fact, God said it's not good for man to be alone. He created Eve. They came together and they completed each other. Right? In marriage, you just complete one another. It's so sweet, isn't it? Yes, it is. But something happened to that perfect union. 
the serpent came, the devil, and he tricked Eve and said, the way God's created you is not good enough. There's more out there, Eve, for you. She believed the lie. She shared with her husband the fruit, and they both fell. And ever since that day, we've had this divide between the man and the woman. They, they're like, instead of completing, it's almost like they're fighting each other, trying to get, have that fight for their rights is what they're trying to do. The devil will do all he can to destroy our families today. He wants to tear us apart, and he wants to lead us down the wrong way. He wants us to believe that the, the, that the way he created us was not good enough, and he wants to tear us apart. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to be talking to you ladies today, and I'm going to be talking about your, to you wives about your husbands. But listen, if you're not married today, it's okay. If you're single, one day you may be married. And if you're beyond that and you're like, I don't want to go there anymore, just listen because you might be able to help a friend. And I promise you this, it's going to be entertaining today, okay? So just listen up. You're going to get something out of this today, no matter where you're at. On your, the title for this message is called, What Every Man Wants. That's a good title, right, guys? That's good. It gets even better. I want you to mark out the word wants right in your outline. Mark through the word that says wants, and I want you to put up above it needs. What every man needs. And you, you heard the, uh, the lead-in clip, respect. But I got an, another little twist. I want you to write this in front of the word respect. Unconditional. Unconditional respect. That's what every man needs. Just like we need food for our body, believe it or not, he needs unconditional respect. The word that trips us up, because we have no problem giving respect if we feel like we're receiving respect, but the word unconditional is what's going to trip us up today, because unconditional means without conditions. It means today, ladies, I'm asking you to step up and be the mature one in your, in your relationship and do something, maybe even, even if he doesn't deserve it. And I believe we can do it. With God's help, we're going to do that. So let's jump in. And also, I want to give you this warning. I am talking about a good-willed man. If you're here and your husband is abusive, I'm not talking to you. You need to get out of that situation, and you need to find counseling. But today, I'm talking to most of us. Most of us here today have a good-willed man. Not a perfect man. There's no one perfect. I'm not talking about that. But if he has a good heart then we know that God can speak to him and, you, and we can have this relationship that we really want. Men, today I want you to sit on your hands because I'm going to say a lot of stuff to your ladies. And I do not, I repeat, I do not want you elbowing. I don't want you whispering in your ear saying, no, that's what I'm talking about now. This is No, your time's coming next week, okay? All you guys, ladies, make sure he's back here next week. It's going to be good. But today just don't do that. Don't do that. Everything I say today will just go out the window if you do that. We're going to use the word chairs as an acrostic today, and that's the reason we have this wonderful recliner on the stage. Mosley's Furniture just let us borrow that. Mosley's Furniture is a, a small family business in Stockbridge, so why don't you go by and check them out. Tell them that Rhonda sent you. You won't get a discount, but still, it'll be good. I, I love that store. It's a little... I just love going there. All my stuff came from Mosley, so I hope you'll go. I just appreciate them letting us use this chair. So let's jump right in. The C in chairs stands for conquest. 
This is to appreciate his desire to work and achieve. God created your man to work and achieve. Let's look at Genesis 2 and 15. It says, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Your man was created to work. Now, women today, we identify with family. And I'm going to refer back to this a lot. We identify with family. Guys identify with work. Let me give you an example. If two ladies get together and they don't know each other, they'll get together and they'll ask questions like this. Are you married? How long have you been married? Do you have any children? How old are your kids? What school do they go to? We will communicate and try to find out about each other's family because that's what we identify with. But if two guys get together, they identify with work and they will say stuff like, well, where do you work at? What do you do for a living? How far away is that? How long is the commute? What do you make? Hey, do you have benefits? They identify with their work. So again, God created us totally different, perfect the way we are, but we're different. So we have to realize that work is important to him, and we have to learn to be interested in his work. Now, as we go through all of these, I don't have them down. I'm not standing up here saying I'm perfect, okay, ladies? I got work to do, too, on all of these points that I'm sharing with you. But I need to work on this one extra hard. Because, see, Jeff's the pastor here, and there's many tasks that he has to do throughout the day, but his main task every week is preparing for the message to get up here to speak to you guys. Well, guess what? About Tuesday, he'll come home, and he'll want to share with me about what he's going to share on Sunday. And to tell you the truth, I'm not interested. (laughs) I'm really not. It comes to me, and I'm just like, I'm, okay. I just, like, go blank, you know? And you know, the reason I do that is because I'm like, I'm ADD for one reason. But another reason is, is that um, I'm going to hear it Thursday. I'm going to hear it Sunday probably two times. And I'm just like, I don't need to hear it again. But listen, this is his work. I need to learn. I'm talking to me, and I'm talking to you. We have got to learn to be interested in their work. When they come home, so many times we say our husbands will never talk to us because we're not interested in what they're talking about. We've got to become interested in what they're interested in. That's just a way we show unconditional respect. Even if he doesn't listen to me, I'm going to make the decision today that I'm going to listen to him, and I'm going to be interested in his work. So I have a question I want to ask you, and um, when I ask you this, um, you have the answer on your outline. How do you show appreciation for his desire to work and achieve? And you have it. You listen to his work stories as closely as you expect him to listen to your accounts of what happens in the family. So as much as you want him to listen to you about everything that's going on and what we identify with, we've got to learn to listen to him and identify with him. And we're going to do it first. We're going to be the mature ones, ladies. We're going to step up and show this unconditional respect. Let's go to H, hierarchy. Appreciate his desire to protect and provide. When you think about the word hierarchy, you almost think of someone that's holding power over you, almost like royalty. I'm going to read this next verse. Don't look in your outline first. I want you to read the one that's going to be on the slides because we'll get back to that one that's in your 
outline. But let me read this first. Follow, you can follow along on the slide with me, okay? A husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head and the Savior of the church, which is the body. Wives should always put their husbands first, as the church puts Christ first. A husband should love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. So we're going to look at what the guy is supposed to do first. Again, look up here. On, uh, a man is expected, this verse says, to love his wife as much as Christ loved the church and gave his life. Our guys are called and created to die for us. Now let me tell you something. That's a high calling, isn't it? Bruno Mars helps us with this to get a greater understanding. It's like this, guys. I'd catch a grenade for you. Yeah, yeah. I'd throw my hand on a blade for you. Yeah, yeah. I'd jump in front of a train for you. Yeah, yeah. Listen to this last one, guys. I'd take a bullet straight through the brain for you. That's how much he's supposed to love us, right? Yes, Bruno Mars, you got that one right. <laughs> but let's look at our part now. I chose the translation that's on the screen to read to you first because it says wives should put their husbands first. But if you look in your program, you'll see that big word that says submit. Wives should submit to their husbands. And sometimes when we hear that word, automatically we say, out submit I'm out of here I don't want to do that we just think it's some kind of barbaric word but I wanted to read the translation that was on the screen to you because submit simply means putting him first it doesn't sound so bad when it's like that does it you see your husband wants to know that he comes first before your kids before your job before any other thing in his life he simply wants to know where he ranks in your world. He wants to know and he needs to know that he's number one. He needs that unconditional respect to know that he's number one. And we somehow, some way, must convey that to him because this is a need in his life. That hierarchy word is almost like a picture of he's here and I'm here and submit. You submit to me, I'm going to hold you down and keep you from everything you ever wanted. But let's look at it in a new way. Let's look at it as he's going before me, protecting and providing way. Like he's clearing the way like he would for a queen. And all we have to do is step right in behind him. I promise you this, ladies. I promise you this. If you'll step behind him and you'll get behind him and he feels like you're behind him, he will do whatever he can to make a way for you. I promise you that. He will go out of his way because he is created to protect you and to provide for you. And he simply just needs to know that you're behind him. And he's number one. That's showing unconditional respect. He just wants us to fall in line behind him. Here's a question. How do you show appreciation for his desire to protect and provide? You have the answer there. You never mock the idea of looking up to him as your protector to prevent him from looking down on you. We need to look up to him and let him know that he is number one and we appreciate him protecting and providing for us. Uh, let's go to A. A stands for authority. We need to appreciate his desire to serve and to lead. 
Appreciate his desire to serve and to lead. Husbands have an incredible responsibility that they will stand before God uh, for every call that they make in the family. Now, Now, if those calls are not going against God's will, then we ladies need to back them up, and we need to follow him in those. Sometimes when we... You know, have you ever had that situation when you're at home and it seems right when it's time for your husband to come home, the kids decide to go crazy? You ever been there? They just start doing things they haven't done it all day. But as soon as he walks in the door, they go crazy. And he walks in and says, oh, like, silence. And we're like, and we want to say, I've been here all day. And you're just going to walk in the door and you're going to say silence and think they're going to just, you know, bow down to you. But listen. Really, he's not really trying to say, you're doing an awful job at this. He's really trying to do this for you and to help. God created him to protect you and to go before you, and I'm looking at my notes, to serve and to lead in these situations. He's just coming in, he's trying to take control. God has created him with the ability to take control. And if we would learn to trust him and not see it as such a domineering act and relax, you might be surprised what would happen, how calm your house might get. You know, sometimes us ladies, we feel like we have to protect our kids, like we know what's best for them, that he has no idea, because again, we identify with family more than he does. But if we would just back off and let him do his thing, he's not going to scar them for life. Sometimes we think he's going to come in, and whatever he does, it's going to scar them for life. The way he's going to discipline them is going to scar them for life. Listen, your kids are going to mess their life up on their own. (laughs) They really are, (laughs) okay? It's not something he's done. They're just going to do it on their own. Listen, don't be so offended. Show that respect when he comes in. Let him do his thing. Step back and say, okay, take control. Do this, do that. Let him do that. Let them know that they have uh, your permission to make the calls sometimes in your house. Let's look at this. Um, Where is our question? How can you show appreciation for his desire to serve and lead? It's on your outline. You praise his good decisions and you are gracious when he makes bad ones. Not every call he makes when he comes is is going to be a good one. But you're gracious because you, you don't always make the right calls either. So that's what we're going to do. I want to do a timeout. You ready? Because I've given you three of these points, and we got three more. And some of you ladies, are, you've, you've thought about this unconditional respect already, and you've already tuned me out and said, nope, he's not going to do what I want. I'm not going to do this. Listen. Or you might be saying, well, I don't have a Christian man. Rhonda, you have a Christian guy who goes to church with you. I don't have that. But listen. We're not talking about the perfect man or the Christian man. We're talking about the man that has a good heart. And today, I promise you, ladies, if you'll keep listening, if you'll keep putting these these things that I'm talking about into practice, this unconditional love, I promise you God will work in your marriage. All right? So don't tune me out. Let's keep going. I is for insight. Appreciate his desire to analyze and to advise. Believe it or not, ladies, your husband knows a little bit more than you in certain areas. I know that's hard to believe, that he can know something more than you. It's really hard to believe, isn't it? I remember when uh, Jeff and I met when I was 14 and he was 15, and when you're that age, you don't know anything. Nothing. Zero. 
But we started going together. We went to church together. We were in a discipleship class, and it was, re- it was very intense. And uh, every week we would have tests over our memory verse. We would log our, our prayer time and, and our, our reading our Bible time. And um, through that process, you know, Jeff and I stayed pretty even. We had, like, the same test scores. We were doing good. After high school, we got married. And then Jeff uh, said he felt like God was calling, had the calling on his life to pastor, to be a minister. And uh, at first I didn't understand all of that. But as time went on, I started recognizing something that was going on. As Jeff would have opportunities to speak here and there, it was almost like God was giving him insights to his word that I didn't have. And I was a little jealous, to tell you the truth. I was like, wait a minute, God. We started out the same, you know, I went through the same kind of training that he's went through, and then all of a sudden, he can read your word, and all of a sudden, he has these insights that you haven't given me. And so, but here was the thing, God was calling him into that ministry. And when God calls you to a certain area, guess what? He gifts you in that area. And he was preparing Jeff for the ministry that he does here every week to study God's word, to get insight so he can share that with you. And what I want to say today is your husband's going to have different callings than you in different areas. And God's going to give him insights in areas that you don't know, uh, that you don't know much about. God's going to gift him. And he is created to do that. And he really wants to help us. And he really wants to help in the family to help advise us. And sometimes, again, because ladies, the family, we're there to protect that family. And we get this self-righteous attitude that we know all, and he possibly couldn't have a good idea about how to lead this family. I I don't see how he could have a better idea than me. But listen, this insights is different than authority that we talked about a while ago. Authority is he was created to come in and take control of a situation, to help you out in that panic moment. Insight is he wants to come in and he wants to be a part of the plan of how we're going to run our household. It's not just our idea of how the house should be ran. It's together. We need to sit down. God's given him this ability to analyze and to advise. Let's sit down together, listen, and come up with a plan for our family. We're better together. together. Remember in the beginning I said God created us to do this together and not this. And when we don't show that unconditional respect to sit down with him and to listen to that advice, we're doing this. But if we'll take time out to sit down and come up with a plan together... We're better together. So let's look at the question. How can you show appreciation for his desire to analyze and to advise? You thank him for his advice without acting insulted. He has something that he can add to your family. We need to realize that, lady. Give him that unconditional respect. R, you ready? Relationship. Appreciate his desire for shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. Men communicate by sharing experiences and activities. That's how men communicate. Women communicate by examining our emotions. By talking and by examining our emotions. So they communicate through shared experiences, and we like to talk and feel the emotions of things. So we must realize this, and to show, show that unconditional respect, we need to find areas 
that we both can share in the shoulder-to-shoulder friendship that he needs. Um, Desperately, he's created that way. He needs that friendship. So, if I asked a question today of all the husbands, and I said, um, does your wife love you? Most of you say, yes, she loves me. If I asked this question, though, I said, does your wife like you? Some of you might not. I don't know. She won't do anything with me. I don't know. He wants to know that we like him by sharing these experiences. I, I shared this. Uh, Jeff plays golf. He loves to play golf. And when he first started, he used to ask me to go with him. And I don't play. So I thought that was stupid. Why would I go if I don't play? And so I even said that. I didn't say you're stupid, Jeff. But I did say, why, why would I want to go... Um, I don't play. He's like, I just want you to go and sit on the golf cart and just be there with me. I'm like, there's a million trillion things I need to do than sit on a golf cart and watch you play. That's the most boring game to me. I'm sorry, but it's so boring. (laughs) It's so boring. I'm like, what? What do you get out of this? Jeff's like, it's the best game ever. I'm like, really? Is it? But let me tell you, I went a few times, but I didn't have the right attitude. Finally, I gave in. I said, I'm going to go. I sit on that golf cart with my book, and then it got hot, and I'm like, (sighs) I'm like, you want me to do this? What is this doing, Jeff? I'm just sitting here. Let me tell you, ladies, he asked me to do that about two or three times, and guess what? He quit asking me. It wasn't a good thing, though, because he he was inviting me to communicate with him in his world. And I was sort of insulting him by thinking it was the worst thing I could do with my day. Now listen, we need to try to find something that we can experience together. Jeff's into bicycles now, bicycling on the road, those road bikes, which I don't do that. But a lot of times I will go on the trails with him and ride the bikes because I know he enjoys that. And that's something that we can both enjoy. You need to find what is it that you can do with your guy to to share, have that shared experience that he he needs that shoulder-to-shoulder time. He doesn't want to talk a lot now, okay? We want to talk. We get together, we want to talk. He he wants you to share the experience without talking. That's another one I don't get. I'm like, really? You don't want to talk? I'm here. Let's talk. (laughs) But he wants to do that. I was thinking, you know, what would be something maybe a younger family with little kids, maybe what you could do together to share, uh, have this, ex- this shared experiences together? It could be simply watching TV together. I know Jeff likes for me to come watch TV with him. So maybe once or twice a week. Not, you don't have to do this always. Why don't you get the kids in bed early? And when he asks you to come sit beside him, come sit beside him. And if it's a ball game, don't ask 50 million questions about why did he hit it over there? Why did he do that? How did he get out? What, what does that mean? Don't ask him that. Just when he cheers, go, oh, yay! <laughs> That's good. He just wants you to be there. God created him. He needs this shoulder-to-shoulder time with you. you got, do you guys like American Ninja Warriors? Do you, some of you do. Some of you ladies like, I hate it. 
I really do. This is one of those shows that Jeff watches, and he wants me to come watch it with him. And it's mainly an announcer I can't stand. I cannot stand that crazy announcer show. America Ninja Wyatt. I was like, just say it, dude. <laughs> anyway, but he likes for me to sit down and share that time with him. How can you show appreciation for his desire for shoulder-to-shoulder friendship? You tell him you like him, and you show it. Your husband would much rather say, you come up to him and say, I like you than I love you. Believe that or not. Women, we probably want to hear, I love you. But he probably wants to hear, I like you. Let's keep going. S, sexuality. Appreciate his desire for sexual intimacy. And all the guys are like, yes! The number one thing we must realize is that we are totally different again in this area. God created us totally different. I guess God has a lot of fun with us, doesn't he? <laughs> He's like, we've spent our whole life trying to figure this out. But anyway, we're different. Women are more about the affection, and men are more about the action. Women are more emotional, and men are more visual. Here's the thing. God created the man this way with the great sexual desire. He's like the hunter. You know, the hunter goes out. He protects and he provides, and he goes out to hunt the animal to bring it home so he can provide for the animal. And while he's out there in the woods, all of a sudden he goes, ding, it's time to go home. Something's calling me home. Just think if he didn't have this, maybe he would probably never come home. <laughs> we can compare it to this, ladies. That was funny. <laughs> we can compare it to this. If he didn't talk to us for a week, a month, or two months, how would we feel? That's how he would feel in this area. Now, men, time out. Just because God has created you this way with this great desire does not mean you have the right for sex on demand. Okay? Do you hear me? The two of you need to sit down and come up with a plan in this area. I know that doesn't sound romantic, does it? But it's too important to leave this issue up for chance. So we need to sit down, set those boundaries, and not leave it to chance. And just remember this, guys, because if we don't come up with a plan, there are so many temptations out there, and there is so much the enemy would love to throw at your guy to get him to trip up. And I'm not saying if he does, it's your fault. I'm not, there's no excuse for that. But let's make a plan, and let's try to secure it and make it safe. How can you show appreciation for his desire for sexual intimacy? You don't try to make him open up to you verbally by depriving him sexually. It's not a game. It's not a game, ladies. It's not a game. There's a lot of res there's resources on in your program. Today, this little talk is just the beginning. Some of you need to dig deeper. There's books you can read to help you in this area, and there's counseling a lot of you need to go to. You need to sit down and make that call today. Why? Because every marriage deserves fighting for. Every marriage deserves fighting for. Don't let the enemy kill your marriage. So today I'm going to read this last verse with you as we get ready to close up. It's 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2. 
It says, in the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husband. What that means is this unconditional respect that I'm talking about. If you will choose today to show unconditional respect, that means he doesn't have to do anything. I'm going to do my part first. Look what it says then. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, talking about your husband, even if he refuses to listen to God himself, your, God, your godly lives, wives will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. I know what I'm asking you today do, to do, the ladies, is, is really hard. It's really hard to be the first one to step up and to make a change. But some of you need to try it today. Some of you need to say, I'm going to give this unconditional respect a try. And I'm going to see what God can do. And the first thing you can do, it's on your, one of your next steps, is if you make this decision today, we're going to pray, and we're going to put our marriages in God's hands through prayer. If that's you today, why don't you just check that box so we can pray for you this week, saying, hey, that should be all of us, really. We should all check that box and say, hey, I'm going to today recommit my marriage to God. I'm going to place my marriage in God's hand. So I had a lot to say today to you ladies. Now next week, I want all you guys to be here because Jeff will be talking to you. And matter of fact, I would even advise you guys, don't get in the car today and say, did you hear what she said? I'm created like this. And you need to give me that unconditional respect. You know what, he's, you know what she's going to say, guys? Forget it. I'm done. You need to listen to this. You cannot demand the unconditional respect that you, deserve, you desire. It must be given freely. Today, wives, this is between you and God. Just don't even think about your husband right now. Just think it's between you and God. And you're going to say, I'm going to place my marriage in your hands, God. And I'm going to do my very best to show this unconditional respect. I'm going to live the way you're telling me, your word is telling me, as a wife I should live. And God, I believe that when I do this, you're going to work a miracle. Even if my husband is not Christian and he's not listening to your word, I'm believing, Father, that you're going to open his eyes because he sees the change in me. And he desires the change that I have, he wants. That's the way we're going to live today. So don't talk about this until next week, until Jeff comes back and talks to the guys. And then maybe both, after you hear both sides of the story, maybe then you could talk about what you should do in your, in your family lives, in your, in your relationship, your husband and wife's relationships. And some of you might say, well, that's hard to do. We got, I got kids everywhere. And it's, it's just really hard to find a couple hours just to talk to each other. Well, we got it covered for you. This week and next week, everyone that's here, it's going to be on your connection card. We're going to have a parents' night out on Saturday, August the 27th. Maybe you should just hold off talking about this until then, until you can have a time plan that we're going to work on our relationship. We're going to take all that we've heard these last two weeks, and we're going to come up with a new plan together. The last thing I want to draw your attention to is that um, 
Jeff and I have been married 29 years. 29 years. Everybody, somebody say, yeah. There's one very important ingredient that made that happen. One thing that's kept us together. It's not our love for each other. It's our love for God. We decided a long time ago to make Jesus the center of our lives. We decided a long time ago that we would make him the center of our life and the center of our marriage. And before I hurt Jeff, I have to hurt God. And I don't want to hurt God because he is all I have. And when I listen to God, he takes care of the rest. Some of you today need to invite Jesus into your heart. Some of you don't know him as your personal savior. Some of you don't have him in the center of your life. There's a prayer in your program that when I pray, you can read it. And if you believe that, he'll come into your life and he'll totally change you. Amen. It's in there. Come on, let's stand. I'm going to pray. And then we're going to worship. God holds everything together. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for everyone that's here today. I thank you for every husband, every wife. I thank you, Father, that this is a perfect union between us. And God, the enemy wants to destroy us and wants to tear us down because he knows if he can destroy our relationship, he's got our family. But today, I can speak for all the wives. We're going to stand up and we're going to do our part, Father. With your help, we're going to place our marriage in your hands, and we are going to do this, Father, with your help. God, bless each and every one of them, Father. Show them your mercies. Show them your grace. In your name we pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's S-C-C view.net and click the give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.